This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Welcome to Save a Pooch on Pet Life Radio. I am Beverly, your host. Thank you for listening in today. So I wanted to do a fun, lighthearted episode that showcases the other side to dogs needing our rescuing, which is us needing rescuing <laughs> with their support. And we have the perfect guests for that. We have Christina and Sean Conlon and their recently launched docuseries called Pause for Love aired on dog TV. And well, they have been on quite the adventure with their therapy dog, Nash. So when we get back from these messages, we will hear about their story on how their adventure began. Take a bite out of your competition. Advertise your business with an ad in Pet Life Radio podcasts and radio shows. There is no other pet-related media that is as large and reaches more pet parents and pet lovers than Pet Life Radio. With over 7 million monthly listeners, Pet Life Radio podcasts are available on all major podcast platforms. And our live radio stream goes out to over 250 million subscribers on iHeartRadio, Odyssey, TuneIn, Stitcher, and other streaming apps. For more information on how you can advertise on the number one pet podcast and radio network, visit PetLifeRadio.com slash advertise today. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Save a Pooch. We are talking with Nashville couple Sean and Christina Conlon, their new show, Pause for Love, and their mission in helping others with therapy dogs. Thank you guys for coming on with me today. I think it's a very noble thing what you guys decided to let go of and start. Maybe we can start with that. Like, tell us more about your volunteer work pre-COVID. Yeah, well, first off, thank you so much for having us on. We're so excited to share with you and your listeners about our story and our crazy journey. Yes, and Nash is right next. He's here as well. You just can't see him. Yeah, not Nash is not very vocal, so he's terrible at podcasts and interviews. <laughs> but you can maybe hear him. We have treats near us. But um, <laughs> yeah, we actually so to kind of oh, you definitely can hear him snoring. Oh yeah, I heard um, that one. <laughs> so we actually to kind of date back even before Nash, we had a golden retriever named Bo. Um, he ended up passing away in 2015 and it just completely shattered us, but we had always wanted to do therapy work with him. I mean, he just exuded gold. I mean, he was the perfect, most patient dog. And so, but he had some health problems. He had a lot of trouble walking. Um, so we knew with long walking and therapy work that it really just wasn't fair to him to do that. So we knew when we, when our hearts were ready for another golden, that that was something we really wanted to do. So along yeah. came Spunky Sweet Nash. And again, like from the very beginning, we knew we wanted to do therapy work with him. And it wasn't until we moved to Nashville, Tennessee, that we met a gal who helped us and helped us kind of get Nash across the finish line of training and officially certifying him as a therapy dog. Because if anybody has gone through that process, it is not as straightforward as you think. So really? she helped us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she helped us and we started serving in Nashville in 
um, the fall of 2019 within schools, fire stations, police stations, all around the Nashville community, which for us was home at the time. And then COVID hit and we stopped serving. And uh, that's kind of what led into this crazy journey. <laughs> I can't imagine. That's too bad they, they um, stopped you guys from, from serving. I mean, it is kind of needed, especially yeah. during a pandemic, you know? <laughs> yeah, and that, that's what we were calling the great paradox is you have something that helps people tremendously and yeah. with, with isolation and depression and anxiety. And during that time, I mean, you know, nobody knew what was going on and there was so much fear and every emotion possible was experienced by almost everybody in the world. And it was just really, really strange because it's like we knew we could help, but yet we were asked to not, you know, participate and go to those things. So it was for us just a a period of time, probably about 60 days, really, that um, you know, Nash started getting depressed and we were depressed and just isolated from friends and that sort of thing. And we just kind of said enough is enough. And that's really what launched into this whole idea of selling our stuff and traveling around the U.S. That is, yeah, that's, that's awesome that you guys decided to do that. <laughs> it was not a decision we came to lightly. We talked a lot about it, prayed a lot about it. And I mean, we ultimately just feel like we were called to do this for mm-hmm. this year. And so a lot of peace came with it, but a lot of people questioned us. They're like, are you sure? Like you're selling everything? <laughs> are you sure you want to uproot your life? Yeah, right. <laughs> if anybody knows us, they know that we, I mean, we do crazy things like this, but it's not on a whim. Like everything that very we do strategic. is very strategic, very thought out. Yes. We're entrepreneurs by nature. We've started and sold companies and set. So for us to do something like this for people in our inner circle, they're really not that surprised. I wish more people would be like that. That would be a fun world. So how did the idea, <laughs> how did the idea for Pause for Love start? Well, we had, without giving the full hour-long backstory, we actually called the event Pause for Love. And that had just really kind of stuck with us, honestly. And as we mold this over of what would life look like to do what we do in person with Nash, but just amplify that online and do kind of quote unquote digital therapy. That's really where the intersection of possibility and dreaming really collided. And for us, it just showed us, Hey, we could actually take a moment and pause for love. And, you know, it was like very iterative in terms of function of what the words meant. And the more we used it, the more it resonated. And then we turned that slogan into a logo. And then that eventually turned into a wrap on the RV. And all of a sudden this brand was born (laughs) that was just centered around, you know, just take a moment and pause and reflect on the things in life that really matter and how much dogs truly do help us as humans and how much we should be helping our uh, canine companions as well. And it just was really born out of, out of the passion of that. That's amazing. I never even picked that up. Pause for love. (laughs) Yep. P-A-W-S. A little play on words. (laughs) That's awesome. So how did this digital thing, how did that work out? Well, pretty good. Honestly, we had a good base of uh, followers from an Instagram account that Christina had been building for several years. And and I had to learn video production and, you know, how to run a camera and how to edit that and do all the stuff that we do for our YouTube channel. And then which ended up becoming the TV show. Um, as a lot of it is the same footage, just edited for a TV show. And is, it was a lot of work. Is that how you guys got noticed by Dog TV? Is through that YouTube channel? 
Yeah, I'd say just having the assets at the ready, having a really close friend, Becky Lubich, um, who's their chief marketing officer. We knew her personally from working together years ago and, and just shot her over and said, hey, here's what we're up to. This could be kind of a cool idea. And then from <laughs> that point, it. yeah, it was it was like, holy cow, you guys are actually doing this. And we had all the filming equipment and uh, it was just honestly a really good partnership to do this. That's awesome. And that YouTube channel is still, you guys are still like, uh, mon- like creating for it. Yeah, we are. And right now we're actually rolling out the interviews that we did while we traveled the country um, with therapy dog handlers in different cities. And so you get a really good view. Actually, this week's is really cool. Um, there's a group in Indianapolis, Indiana um, called ICANN, and they train service dogs with prison inmates. Oh, I love it when they do those kind of interesting things. <laughs> yeah, That's awesome. It's very cool. It's very, very cool. So they have an incredible program and we just feature, you know, their work and how they got started with it. And they're just really cool interviews. That's awesome. Now you, your guys' show started on dog TV last week, the week before. So episode <coughs> two just launched yesterday. Oh, yay. That's awesome. So I guess, how did that, like, can you tell us about the highlights of filming that show? When did you guys start filming? Yeah, we actually left Nashville with our home on wheels, November 11th of 2020. So we technically started filming right away. We went up through Indiana, saw some family, and then we actually spent Thanksgiving in Iowa family, which is where we wrapped our RV. And we were there for about three weeks. So we spent a lot of a lot of time learning our new camera equipment, and that's kind of when we started filming uh, the behind the scenes prep. And then our first official stop was actually Houston, Texas. And as Sean mentioned, I had been building for many many years an Instagram account and mm-hmm. had started a blog. We had done all these things, and a lot of people that we had met through the dog community were actually in Houston. Houston has a really incredible dog presence and there's so many moms and dads that do so much with their pups throughout the city. So we were randomly talking one day with one of our sponsors and they're, and you know, we're still in the brainstorming phases and they go, where do you guys want your first stop to be? And Sean just goes, Houston. And I was like, (laughs) that's a really great idea. So we, uh, full circle moment. We're actually in Houston right now for, uh, I don't know, just kind of ended up working like that. So that's kind of how it all started. Wow. And you guys travel, you guys mainly travel within a certain section of the US or you guys just did the whole shebang? We literally We joked traveled. that we were the ping pong ball this year. <laughs> we traveled so much. <laughs> we, all, we put on 15,000 miles on the RV and over 30,000 miles on the truck itself just this year. So we've, we were everywhere from Texas to Florida, up to Montana and South Dakota, California, mm-hmm. Wyoming, Utah. Tennessee, Indiana, Michigan, Iowa, and everything in between. We traveled. I still, it's so funny because it's obviously always changing, but I think we hit just a little under 35 states and some of those were overnights. So it wasn't like we had an impact necessarily in all of those states, but uh, we did a ton of traveling. If we do move forward and end up doing this next year, our travels might look a little slower (laughs) because there is a lot of movement this year. Oh, I can imagine. And what facilities did you guys hit? Hospitals, the usual? We stuck with a lot of the therapy work we did prior. So a lot of schools, after school care programs. Boys and girls clubs. Yep, the Boys and Girls Club was someplace that we really had a great connection with throughout the, really, our travels. Um, Police, fire. We 
we joke that anywhere that would open their door to us, we would go. And it was just <laughs> a really incredible way just to to open our hands and be like, anywhere where we can go, we're going to do it. And anywhere where we can serve, we're game. Yeah. And we had a lot of opportunities with the RV parks that we were staying at. So, you know, there were some instances where it wasn't necessarily an official thing that we were doing, but just Nash being Nash and us being us. There is something so sweet about a golden retriever that he, I mean, Nash will stop anyone. We joke that we would see like <laughs> a big burly CrossFit dude coming across the street and he will stop in his tracks and look at Nash and be like, he's so gorgeous. And we're like, thank you. But it really is just, I mean, Nash being Nash is just such a great way to do therapy work, just even on the street. Yeah, that's, that's what dogs are best at doing. <laughs> so true. <laughs> Except for when I do it here. Um, if I have a dog with me, a lot of the people here get scared on the elevators and they actually get off the elevator and oh, <laughs> oh my God, that's, that's too sad. bad. That's sad. <laughs> I think too, I've learned this year. I mean, Nash is really social, but we never know someone's past. And I mean, we've well, met true, yeah. really yeah. incredible people and I had a guy I'll never forget. It was just such an eye-opening moment. He had gotten attacked when he was younger and he was probably in his early fifties at the time. Oh, okay. Um, so he had gotten attacked and he's just been so terrified. And Nash actually, he ended up like kind of, kind of going in for a pet eventually just because he knew Nash and met him a couple of times, but yeah, you never know. And I think that's tough. Even when your dog is super friendly and kind for and sure, and, um, we just never know people's background. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Just leave it, leave it to Nash to corner them and, and have them get over that trauma quick time. <laughs> yeah, <absolutely. laughs> well, we're just going to have a quick break. And when we get back, we'll continue talking with Christina and Sean Conlon. Molly, here's your dinner. <laughs> Zeus, that's not your food. Don't let that happen to your precious cat. Elevate your cat's eating experience with the Cat Tree Tray. The Cat Tree Tray keeps your cat's food off the floor and conveniently located on the cat tree. It's the perfect way to eat. It's a beautiful wrought iron tray that easily attaches to your cat tree and keeps dogs and other critters out of your cat's dish. A must for multi-pet households. There's a 6-inch tray for large bowls and a 4-inch tray for smaller bowls. Purchase your Cat Tree Tray today. Go right now to CatTreeTray.com. That's CatTreeTray.com. C-A-T-T-R-E-E-T-R-A-Y.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Save a Pooch. We are talking with Christina and Sean Conlon about their work with therapy dogs and their new show, Pause for Love on Dog TV. So you guys have kind of become this expert on handling therapy dogs. So what advice do you have for people looking to get more exposure to therapy dogs? Because I mean, this kind of support isn't exact, like not everybody knows about it, right? They right. probably pick up the phone to talk to a human therapist before they even consider a canine. <laughs> so where would people find out about this? Well, I love that you asked that because it's true. A lot of people still, I think the traction is definitely more than it has been in years past, but 
Therapy dogs are starting to pop up everywhere within hospitals. I mean, military families will have programs with therapy dogs. Oh, okay. It's just incredible. Airports. Oh, I love that. I'm so glad. Airports. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of airport programs where the dogs will go down the terminals. And I mean, you can imagine like a lot of people having anxiety around flying and and particularly with COVID even. Oh. uh, Even more heightened anxiety and you're hearing more of the unruly passenger stuff. And I just feel like everybody's emotions are a little bit more heightened, but that, sure. that's a perfect opportunity to have a little cuddly dog walking down the terminal, um, you know, allowing kids and adults and whoever to just take a moment and pet them and hang out for a second. Yeah. I, I'm glad you brought that up because airports, I mean, what a good example mm-hmm. of a way to serve, right? Um, we have some great friends that volunteer in their cities doing that, but I think, Obviously, the awareness piece, just with more people serving and volunteering, is opening a lot of people's eyes. We still get a lot of people confusing and intermixing service dog and therapy dog and therapy dog and ESAs, which stands for emotional support animal. Oh, my gosh. Okay, now you're going to have to quickly explain the difference. I sort of know, especially with service dogs, like I think they're a little bit more uh, technically trained. Yes. But the other ones you mentioned, mm, (laughs) what's the difference? I love that you asked. We actually have a whole YouTube series that's dedicated to Therapy Dog 101 in our first video. All goes way into the detail, but to give you just a really brief overview, kind of starting from the bottom is an emotional support animal, also called an ESA. They have no training and really uh, people that struggle with any type of psychiatric disability, they can get their dog with the therapist's approval letter. They can get them to be an ESA, no formal training. And that dog only serves that one person. Then we have therapy dogs. They don't have any special privileges or rights or anything like that. So they can't go into a target or go with you to a restaurant unless it's doggy friendly. Um, Next up, we have therapy dogs, which is what Nash is. Again, they do not have the same clearance and rights as a service dog, which we'll cover in a second. But a therapy dog's job is to serve as many people as possible, whereas an ESA and a service dog serve one person. Oh, okay. dogs, yeah, that's their job to go out and love as many people as possible in whatever sphere is, you know, is their job. And then a service dog is highly technically trained with services like we chatted earlier, like I can in Indianapolis, they're trained to help a physical or severe psychiatric disability. So if someone um, is in a wheelchair or if someone that has served in our inner military that is struggling with post-traumatic stress, like that dog is trained specifically to help that person. And that dog stays with that person throughout their entire life. So a lot of, you'll see a lot of seeing eye dogs. That's a service dog. Yes. Um, they get all the clearance. They can go anywhere, planes, grocery stores. They go anywhere where their owner goes. Okay. That's a good rundown. I <laughs> appreciate that. <laughs> A lot of people ask, mm-hmm. <laughs> you would yeah. be surprised. For sure. It no is confusing. Yeah. And, and most people also don't know or hadn't heard as of February 1, uh, 2021, it was um, ESAs can no longer fly on planes. So there were too many incidents of the ostrich or the, the small pet pony or whatever flying and um, disruptive advantage. dogs and that sort of thing. So now it has to be a service dog. So fly anymore or a small dog that can fit in a bag that can go under the seat. Those can still fly. And you can always fly 
under, uh, I don't know what that area is called with the baggage, but cargo, we don't, yeah, but there's that. only horror stories that we have heard from that. So we would never attempt that for sure. For sure. Well, now you guys have to do it, but via wheels. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now we don't need to fly. Exactly. <laughs> I'm always curious to know if, is there even enough dogs or therapy dogs to service the amount of people needing them? Cause that's the other side of that too, right? Like how do people know to even train their dogs? The short answer is no, there's absolutely not enough therapy dogs yeah. out there. And, and that was really our whole goal this year is just to be kind of a big megaphone, not promoting any specific organization, but just showing, hey, you can do this and you can match a personal passion of volunteering with a dog. And you can specifically even go deeper and, and volunteer with areas of passion that you might have, whether it's elderly care with nursing homes, reading to kids with the read program with your dog. You know, there's so many options and that was our goal is just to kind of expose that to as much degree as we could and just kind of ask people if, if they had some bandwidth in their life to, to volunteer and try it. And to your question earlier about, you know, just awareness and getting involved, that's really yes. the key to this whole thing is, is trying it because this is the kind of thing that, you know, we don't like to deter people, but you do have to want it because mm -hmm. as with any volunteering, it will be exciting the first few times that you do it yes, because it's, yeah. it's so transformational. But after that, it does become a commitment. And sometimes commitments can be redundant and not as exciting. And, you know, you have to follow your word of what you said you're going to do volunteering. So we just like to share that the first few times that you do it are very exciting, but the commitment <laughs> comes from kind of the grind of just committing to do that over an extended period of time. Exactly. Plus also considering the mood of, you know, the dog. <laughs> Cause yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's a good point. Cause Nash has about a max of an hour and if, it, <laughs> okay. if it's hot out, um, like anything, like 30 over, minutes. Yeah, anything over 75 degrees, he's down to between 30 and 45 minutes. Cause he's got pretty thick fur and he just, for sure. So yeah, you do have to be in tune to the dog as well. And you can't expect to go out and do a marathon of eight hours volunteering because it's not fair to the dog either. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, in your opinion, and I, I apologize, this is a big question, but really important. What are the main transformations that people experience when they get regular time with a support dog? Yeah, this is part of the awareness that people need to learn, right? Like, yeah. well, what's the big deal about having a... <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, there's so many examples that either we've encountered or people that we know have specifically had. And it's the kind of thing that just to go high level for a second, you don't know what other people are going through. And so mm -hmm. even walking your dog through a parking lot of someplace like the Home Depot and then going inside because you can take dogs in there and just talking with the workers. Like we did this several times. Nash really loves the Home Depot. And <laughs> him in there when he was a puppy to desensitize him to loud noises and get used to people and that sort of thing before he could go out into the world with his uh, vaccinations from Parvo. It's just a perfect example of like, you never know who's walking through the Home Depot going to get whatever utility item for their house that they need and what's going on in their life that could have been something traumatic or could have been something that just gave them a bad day or, you know, whatever the case is. So it's just a, a constant reminder that you can have these little inflection moments with individuals that you're just seeing on some random basis throughout your day. But then it can also go much deeper than that. And you could experience radical transformation with a child 
We know of a, a, an example of our group in Nashville that there was a, a young girl, I believe she was nine years old, who for a period of years was sexually abused by a family member. And she was too scared to tell anybody and never did until she had a one-on-one moment with one of the dogs. And the dog sat there and was a listening ear. And obviously the, the handler was very close and, and hearing what the child was saying to the dog, uh, basically oh, wow. telling the dog what happened. And so then, you know, she notified the appropriate authorities. And the real cool element of that that ended up happening was that the dog was with that child through all the court proceedings at the courtroom as well. Oh, and that's amazing. There was just so much um, comfort and healing that that dog was able to facilitate that a human, frankly, hadn't until that point. But I don't know that the child would have opened up to a human. You know, you don't really know. So saying that, obviously, that's a very traumatic um, kind of dark incident. But for sure, yeah. happens every single day. Um, and it doesn't have to just be a child. It can be an adult. It can mm-hmm. be a veteran of, of war that has experienced things we can't even imagine just having a companion with them um, through the thick of life and, and the constant and the consistent. So there, I mean, we could literally spend hours and hours sharing examples, but it is everything from small little things, encountering yes. the society as you're going out there and being in tune with that to very deep, dark things. For sure. I mean, that interaction is life-changing and I can imagine how many of those, and we would never know to what extent, but yeah, that is a great example. That brings me to, to an example that um, happened, what is it, yesterday? I was walking a dog and this, this man was walking by, but I just sensed that there was something dark and depressed about his state at that moment. And the dog just ran up to him and I asked him, is that okay? He's like, yeah, no problem. And within maybe five minutes, this guy was just melting over the dog. And, and he even said, you know, thank you so much for letting me interact with your dog and I just felt him lift up within minutes and I was even thinking to myself I'm like oh man what if what if like that guy was it could have been like what if it was a suicidal thought that just changed within a within a couple minutes right that's just nuts (laughs) yeah you never you never know and and that's I would say the theme of life over the last five years for us has just been show up you know for a long time I've specifically to me, I'm, I'm very much a visionary and a big picture person and think about mm-hmm. big things. And it's like, the more I get older, I'm 35 now, but the more that life goes by, the more I realize it's actually the small things that really matter. And it's not yes. cliche to say that. And it's not just a saying, it's like, no, the small, consistent, little disciplined actions are actually what matter. And so having that intentionality of just being present in the world around us, it's amazing what you can discover or help people do or whatever the case might be just by simply even, and I won't go on a rant about this, but just not <laughs> being on your phone, just having your phone in your pocket and observing and paying attention to people, you're going to come and see things that you never would have thought of because you're buried in your screen. For sure. For sure. It's a ripple effect that starts from presence. Very important. Now, before we wrap up, I want to really mention the mission that you also have with your company. Nashies, what's that about? Yeah, that's a fun one. (laughs) (laughs) We so it's just so funny how when we started volunteering with Nash, like Sean said, everything changed for us. And it was obviously the sweetest to be able to volunteer and serve as a family and love people with Nash's help. I mean, that's just awesome. But the more we got really, it was we had been sitting on an idea to do a dog treat. We have been in the pet space before 
and Sean has always wanted to launch a dog treat. Um, it's obviously evolved. Obviously, it's a very saturated market, right? So we're like, well, we're just not sure. So we'd been sitting on this idea for a while, and we had actually partnered with the company to make a single ingredient, fully cooked and freeze dried dog treat. We've got beef, chicken, and cheese. And we decided, you know, we were going to launch this brand, but we really were sitting and waiting because we wanted a give back piece that was important to us, but also super different from anything on the market. And literally the first night we volunteered with Nash, Sean and I looked at each other and we're like, this is it. Like, holy cow, it's there for dogs. Yeah, this is where we want to give our, a portion of our profits. And so we launched the business Nashies, again, uh, single ingredient dog treats. We launched that in April of 2020. So just after COVID hit and we were, well, let me rephrase. I was very hesitant. And Sean, like he said, he's a visionary. He sees the bigger picture. He's like, no, I think this is exactly the right time to launch this. So we took a leap of faith and it has been the most amazing compliment to what we were doing this year. I mean, sure, the finances are great, right? Like being able to give back a portion of our profits to these groups is awesome being able to volunteer our time makes it you know even cooler right really cool too that we've just been blown away by is the amount of love that people have for that brand and it's just us like you know we you know we have built this from the beginning and we have not had a single person that has even we have not had a single complaint like everything about our brand like we're really really proud of what we've built product experience everything about it has just been such a blessing that's amazing. And I'm so glad that it does give you guys the bandwidth to volunteer because that's very important. Absolutely. Um, yeah. What's the website? Uh, it's just nashies.com. N-A-S-H-I-E-S.com. Perfect. And you guys ship um, like within the US? Yeah, um, everywhere in the 48 states. And we do free shipping if you order three bags or more. And so we have a variety three pack, which like 95% of all of our customers choose because it gives you one beef, one chicken and one cheese to try out. Amazing. Well, I'm so happy for you guys. Congrats for that launch. And yeah, Sean, you got an eye for when <laughs> for when to start things. That's awesome. Thank you. Well, we are out of time. I really appreciate you guys coming on today. And thanks to our show producer, Mark Winter, for making this show possible. Please do check out their work. Their social handles are on the show page. And check out their docuseries on Dog TV. Um, so will that be streamed even after how many episodes there? There's 10 episodes? Yeah, that'll still be found on the Dog TV app. So you can download that on Apple TV, on all your iOS devices, on all your Android devices as well. Perfect. Well, hopefully you guys will have a, a season two. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. <laughs> if you have any questions, comments, or ideas for a show, please email me at beverly at petliferadio.com. So until next time, spread animal compassion. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.